I don't know what happened. I, I was just reading through the doc that you made, and one of the titles says "you" next to it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh, but it was bad timing because you just hit record. We're just gonna start. That's how we're gonna start this episode. I hope so. There we go. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Season Amateur Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I am Jared, joined as always by the giggly doc Al and Ladium. Hello. And this is episode 131 as we are going to have our third annual episode about the the E today. The E today. The Electronics Entertainment Expo of 2019. Yep. We're going to run down all of the press conferences that happened. Sorry, and cough. <laughs> Um, go through all those, talk about the games that were announced, mm-hmm. uh, talk about some other stuff as well. Uh, our, we're thoughts not gonna, feeling. our thoughts and feelings. We're not going to talk about EA because EA didn't really show anything that yeah. wasn't, that doesn't get shown elsewhere. So, eh. so there's that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that is, uh, that's what we are going to do today. Um, weird E3 well, in terms of at least press conferences, like, oh yeah, very, very bizarre. Like, outside of the end of Nintendo, like, there was nothing that was super, like, like, whoa, wow. Like, yeah. this is, this is something. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, to be fair. We're kind of in a, like, weird. We are I in mean, that... you say that, but Keanu Reeves was there. It's true. We and are in that weird, like. In between. In between console generation, like we we're just like we're talking about new consoles and everything, so it is that very strange, like end place. of a life cycle. Yeah, right. we're like you're just like ah, oh, well, there's stuff we could talk about, but a lot of stuff is going to be like, uh, you know, we're kind of holding back because we want to talk about or we want to make some stuff for the new consoles, and we really don't have anything else to show, aka what Sony did essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 one of those times where it's like it. it it's going to be weird. Yeah, definitely. And that really showed uh, in this this year's E E three E three. Uh, but we started off Sunday afternoon with Microsoft. Yeah. Of course, the basically the biggest conference of all of them essentially because it's going to have the most games. It's going to have the biggest news in terms of new consoles and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and they totally had all that they and did. and all that and all my all that and much more as you as you mentioned um they begun they begun they began, they began. with outer world just the new obsidian game that they showed off at the game awards last year um it's it's a far it's a fallout game that looks good actually yeah it, it really does um, i'm interested <laughs> Um, so that, that is coming out October 25th, 2019. It's going to be on Game Pass, which a lot of these games are going to be on Game Pass. And they are going to make a big deal about Game Pass, which that's the thing. Uh, up next was Bleeding Edge. It is a 4v4 multiplayer game from Ninja Theory. It is their new game. Uh, there's no date on it. Um, but you mentioned there was like the one interesting thing about this trailer was that like the first like woman character they showed off was like not your traditional like here's the sexy woman character of our game it was actually surprising like when they show like a a 
group shot of people and like the first person that they have in there is like she she looks like a tough woman but she's not like the sexy like hourglass figure woman like I was pretty pretty impressed I was really stoked and then you know eventually they got to that hourglass figure like belly showing lady but I was like yeah we didn't start with that yeah progress uh up next is Ori in the will of the wisps they showed a little bit more of that bunch of spiders uh Uh, february 11 2020 is that date on that it still looks awesome i'm real excited about it still haven't played that first game tragic yeah uh minecraft dungeons this came up a lot spring 2020 is it's the big new minecraft game essentially so i think that's kind of why um essentially it looks like minecraft diablo which it does seems all right yeah in my book like i don't know if i'm actually gonna ever gonna play it but like a Minecraft Diablo idea is like that's that's okay. It's smart. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'll play it, but it's smart. Yeah, uh, they showed off a little bit of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the respawn Star Wars game, which of course they showed off more at EA the previous day. They had like 15 minutes of gameplay and all that sort of stuff. Uh, that's coming out November 15th, 2019. Um, it, it is the Star War. I'm you must free the Wookies. I'm I'm a little interested in this, and I don't know that I'm like completely sold on it yet, but mm-hmm. it, it looks interesting. I know a lot of people were kind of not into the combat in terms of like I. This is I think more edge lords. I mean, like the, the lightsaber should decapitate people and oh, all God. that sort of stuff. Yeah, but like no. there was some interesting things that came out of like the EA uh, showing that they did, where like people were comparing comparing the way the the lightsaber combat was to something like dark souls or like a from game and, and that is like, it's not like that hardcore but like it's taking like little bits of elements from those games and putting it into this which i that seems kind of interesting yeah i mean it seems like a more interesting star wars game that's come out in a long time like than any of the ones that have come out in a long time so and plus respawn has the chops to make good games i mean they they have the chops to make good first person shooters so it's going to be interesting to see how they translate those skills into a third-person action third person game. Third-person lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, up next, they unveiled a Blair Witch game. <laughs> this one was so weird. It was very weird. Like me and you were both like, "Is this Alan Wake too? Is this Alan Wake too?" Man, Alan Wake was really good. <laughs> Remember Alan Wake? Yeah, we we basically went into a giant conversation. I'm like, "Man, Alan Wake was a great game. Did you it play really, Alan yeah. Wake? I loved Alan Wake." Yep. And then it was like Blair Witch. We're like, well, that's not Alan Wake. It's like they're making a Blair Witch game, which I, I, it's like around the 20, 20 years since the original Blair Witch Project. I don't remember yeah. when that movie originally came out. It was like ninety eight or ninety nine or two thousand, somewhere around that around, time. That. But like, sure, make a game like that. Let's that see. could probably work. Fine. So yeah. Yeah. Twenty years. Oof. That's oof. Age. <laughs> so, yeah. Age is a thing. Yeah. Speaking of never aging. Uh, they showed off a new trailer for Cyberpunk 2077, which is more like a story-based trailer. That trailer, oh, this is, the, of course, the infamous trailer where it's like, let's bleep out all the cuss words and leave in all of the violence. Yeah, that was weird. It was, I mean, even with that, I don't think it was a good trailer, but like. No. With everything else around it, I don't think it really did all that much to like sell the game. Like, cool, here's this generic white dude who's in the cyberpunk universe with some weird arm blades yeah that was the least impressive thing they could have shown especially coming off the heels of like this being the game that like blew everyone's minds last year yeah i agree uh but i think that got a date uh april 16 2020 and 
the person who unveiled the date was their big uh, reveal at the end of the first trailer is that Keanu Reeves is in this game. Keanu Reeves is just in there. And then he just showed up on stage. And he was delightful. And he he became a meme. Yep. Which is fantastic because um he he said something that breathtaking. Somebody in the crowd yelled, You're breathtaking. He's like, You're breathtaking. And it was great. Which they Can we talk about the crowd? There was a bad part in, in that because CD Projekt Red was like, apparently you're giving that person who said that a free copy of the game, which is just going to make it so that more people are going to yell Oh, no. Next year to try worst. and do this. And man, crowds this year were f awful. They were they, terrible. You know it's bad when I'm like, man, these are like f bad pro wrestling crowds. And bad pro wrestling crowds can be the absolute worst. I was so irritated. Like, this one, I was irritated. Then by the time we got to Bethesda, I was done. And then after that, I was just like, will you please stop doing this? Somebody please kick them out. Do something. Try Beth to, like, stop Bethesda them. was the worst of the worst. Bethesda like, was awful. Like, everyone else, obviously, you know, they, 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 uh, like, they're, like, top fans. They're influencers to come in. And, and obviously, that's an easy way to, you know, not pay people to cheer for your games and everything but like man it's it's so over the top like it's it's it it, it's gone to the point like i mean before like it wasn't this bad before like bethesda usually was like the one that was kind of like the edge case where like they had a lot of the super fans there and they kind of got irritating at times but, like this year it was just who boy it was everybody and it was annoying and it was awful mm -hmm. and i hate it and i'm sad that they're encouraging it Anyway, that's yeah, my rant. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it, it's kind of come to the point now where like these can't these shouldn't be called press conferences, considering like majority of the people in these audiences are fans. Are fans? Yeah. Yeah. Like, at what point does it become like an actual press conference, and like when is it yeah. just like a a fandom like meeting type thing? I kept going back to this quote that uh, Jeff Gersman from Giant Bomb said like years ago about like like someone asked him like what do you so if you're going to a press conference like what's the etiquette for doing that and he was like. Like, clap for people you respect, don't clap for games. Yeah. And that's basically it. And basic and fans do not understand that. They're just like, wow, let's yell, let's get our, our voices out there, let's get, our, get ourselves heard on the stream, yes! And just yelling dumb stuff constantly. <sighs> like, oh, it was so irritating. It's bad. It's real bad. Real bad. Anyways, uh, Microsoft continued off with Spiritfarer. Which is like this game where you're building a boat. Yeah, this one looked really rad. Yeah. It was cool. It was um like you you play as this little like she's a girl and she builds the boat and like you you build it up as you meet people and it becomes like this crazy conglomerate boat. It was fantastic. I'm I'm excited about it. It seems like this like way crazier expanded version of you must build a boat, but not on mobile and on a console, but like n not in the same kind of vein, but. It looked really interesting. It had a really good art style, and yeah, interesting. I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, no date on it though, so who no date. Knows? And then uh, they showed off Battletoads. Um, even as somebody who liked Battletoads as a kid, I don't think this looks good. Who are the people who are clamoring for Battletoads to come back? Like for real? Fortune? I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. They shove it off. It's 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 got the stuff that had pretty much was in that first game. So, yeah, no date on that though either. It sure is some I, battle toads. 
following that, they showed off this new game called RPG Time: The Legend of Right, which is like, which is very striking from like the get go because it's like yeah. it takes place like the gameplay and everything takes place like within like like this like notepad essentially, mm-hmm. and it's like you just like changing pages and that kind of continues the story or the progression and everything. It looked really really interesting. It looked really cool. I I was intrigued by it. Like that's it, kind of that's the thing. Like you want to like if you're showing off your game on a big press conference, like make it striking in that kind of way to where it's like, oh wow, that wow. I don't think I've seen anything like that before. And I feel like yeah, that was kind was of one of those visually things. Compelling. Yeah. Uh, following that, they did a montage of a bunch of their ID and Xbox stuff. I'm going to yep. run down a bunch of the titles because none of them had dates or anything. Uh, Dead Static Drive, Pathologic 2, Star Renegades, After Party, Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, which is already out on PC. Uh, the Good Life, which is something I'm very excited for, is the new Swery game. And oh, okay. It's, it's like you are hanging around in a village. I don't remember if it's like a mystery game or not, but you get to hang around with a bunch of cats. Yay! Pretty cool. Uh, CrossCode is like um, a 16-bit, I don't know if it's a Metroidvania or something in that kind of aspect. It's a 16-bit action game. It's already on Switch and, and I think other places as well, but like it's very well-received. Uh, Creature in the Well, Killer Queen Black, which was previously a Switch exclusive. Uh, Riverbond, Until the End, Blazing Chrome, which looks like Contra Hardcorps. Felix the Reaper, Undermine, Super Market Shriek, which is the screaming game. Yeah, the screaming uh, super uh, shopping cart game. Yes. Uh, Secret Neighbor, Eakinfall, Lord of the Rings card game, which I don't know what the full title. I just put down Lord of the Rings call game. Uh, game. Night Call, which is something I'm also very interested in because it's like, it's a game where you play as like a taxi driver, but it's all like, the all the visual style is like noir. Yeah. Like it looks really, really cool. Uh and then Totem Teller was the final thing. And then they went into their Game Pass news. Which they talked about adding some new games to Game Pass for this month and everything. Uh, then they unveiled Game Pass for PC. And also unveiled Game Pass Ultimate, which gives you Xbox Live Gold, Game Pass for Xbox, and Game Pass for PC. Which I think it's like 15 a month-ish, something like that. And then there's like a buy, or there's a uh, special offer they're doing, I think, for this week. Where you can get it all for like a buck. And apparently that we're going around is that if you already have Xbox Live Gold and you do that deal, it gives you everything for how long you have Xbox Live Gold for. Really? Supposedly that is the thing. I don't know if they're ever going to fix that or if they've already done, they've already fixed that, but that is, uh, that is the word going around. <laughs> Which is, uh, that's, so I should that's... do this like now? Yeah, probably. If it, if it still all works. Right. Dollar for all that. Uh, following that, they, they unveiled a new game where they're like, uh, we're using a bunch of Google Map data and all this sort of stuff. And it's <sighs> Microsoft Flight Simulator. Flight Simulator! Holy Oh my god. Man, I never thought I would see the day where Flight Simulator was going to make a comeback. But, like, that, that thing looks real cool. Like, if they're it, using it really all this map does. data and, like, the, the, the way, like, all the ground textures is all 3D modeled and everything. Like, it looks real cool. Those planes look real good. Especially because, like, that's really the only things you really got to render. Mm-hmm. Like, mostly but yeah it's flight simulators back uh no date on that as well yeah uh, that was wild yeah uh they're putting out age of empires 2 again as a definitive edition for on fall or in fall 2019 um uh, that's a thing uh wasteland 3 which was a very confusing trailer about all these weirdos in colorado and then it was like oh, this yeah, is wasteland 3 it's like oh really okay confusing. uh no date on that uh and then microsoft announced that they bought double fine yeah, they did that. 
they did that. They they are just they're going out and expanding their Microsoft Game Studio catalog. And uh, Double Fine is a pretty big acqu- it's, it's, acquisition it's to get. It's a big get. Yeah. Uh, they're also they also showed a trailer for Psychonauts two. Again, no date. I don't know if that has an actual date or not. Um, and I don't know if like that means that Microsoft is publishing that game now, considering it was crowdfunded and everything, and they already had a publisher lined up for that. So who knows on that? Uh, they showed off a new Star Wars game. Lego Star Wars. Lego Star Wars. Lego Star Which Wars. Online. The Skywalker Saga coming out next year. I would assume probably closer to the release date of that the the ninth film. Yeah would make sense but it's been a while since they've done a like a big lego game uh just in general so like okay sure put another one of those out and basically i guess the only thing they would have to really do is kind of like uprise the old stuff that they already did and then make new stuff for the new movies or the new the latest trilogy yeah. so i don't think they've, they've included that stuff in the other games uh they showed off the uh, project dragon ball action rpg which now has a new title of dragon ball z kakarot kakarot uh it sounded like you just sneezed there i coughed okay same same reaction basically um everything's goku Goku. it's a nice looking game it does look nice other than i hate the art style still but it's basically another retelling of the story of dragon ball z which i have played a million times at this point like i don't care if you're doing like a different type of gameplay make just like a different original story with those characters in that kind of setting the reason i think like why dragon ball fighters like was so appealing to me outside of just like the fact that it was a good fighting game was the fact that it was an original story and it was not like here's the origin of how of the saiyan saga here's how Raditz came and Vegeta and then they all went dynamic and fought Frieza and then time travel and here comes future trunks and then they fought the androids and here comes Cell and then the Boo Saga and that's it like I I've played so many games where they retell that story mostly it's just up to the Cell Saga I think you me and Goku did a lot of Goku-y things and met lots of Gokus pretty much uh the other thing <laughs> that was weird about that game is that they only showed off stuff up to the end of the Frieza saga which if that's all that game is that's mm, that's only like half the story of Dragon Ball Z which I that's not enough I don't think Dun-dun-dun. anyways yeah that's coming out early 2020 I trust you so yeah uh, up next, they showed off a game called 12 Minutes, which is like an, it was an overhead look and it's like a time travel mystery game, which yeah. apparently been in development for a long time. Uh, no date on that though, but like time travel mystery games are cool. Yeah, I'd be interested in it. Uh, Way to the Woods was a charming little game about deers Deer. that beat up vending machines, yeah. which, which looked pretty <laughs> all right. It looked like a, a nicer version of Tokyo Jungle. I'd play it. Yeah. I'd beat up all the vending machines. Uh, they kind of showed off Gears 5. Kind of. Kind of. They announced a date, September 10th, 10th 2019. Uh, and then they showed off a new multiplayer mode, uh, which had wrestlers trapped underneath the stage. <laughs> which was so real weird. weird. And then they're like, hey, the Terminator is going to be this game, which is going to become a running theme throughout the rest of these parts conferences. <laughs> you think I'm joking. But, so much Terminator. It's very weird. Yeah, they didn't show off anything about that story or anything. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna, we'll we'll talk about it closer to release," which is like, that seems kind of that's kind of concerning. It is concerning. That like, is what are you doing? Month. That's like, oof. Hmm. 
Uh, they announced they're going to do a new uh, Xbox uh, One Elite controller. Going to have a bunch of new gizmos and gadgets and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's like 180 bucks, but like Oof. that controller is supposedly like the best controller you can buy. Because yeah. with how like just customizable it is, all I mean, the yeah. you can do with it. For that price, it ought to make me dinner. <laughs> no. Shit. Uh, they showed off some more Dying Light Two that's coming out in spring 2020. Side note, because we were talking about this when this uh when this trailer was was happening when you weren't watching it, but I was. That is not Matt Mercer or Troy Baker who's doing that that main character. Really. It is someone else entirely. Wow, they found somebody that. <laughs> Sounds like Troy Baker and Matt Mercer. That's they impressive. finally found the next one. <laughs> That's impressive. Uh, yeah, that it's was... like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 rolled a car on the stage. They did roll a car on the stage and announced the new Forza Horizon Four DLC, which is interesting because there's gonna that means there's no Forza Motorsport this year, which is very surprising considering that series has been annual since the beginning of this generation in terms of it's either motorsport or horizon but i would imagine that means they are saving motorsport for the, the launch of the next console but uh they announced forza horizon 4 lego speed champions it's a lego based uh, expansion pack which looks really cool like there's a bunch of like lego tracks and cars and you can also race the actual cars against the lego cars and on those tracks it looks really neat uh forza horizon 4 is a really good game so like more content for that is is pretty cool. That's also coming out. That will be out by the time you hear this podcast, uh, June thirteenth. So is that the the seasons change everything game, or is that, that is the seasons change everything game? Okay, now now Legos change everything. Lego seasons change Legos. <laughs> you can get cars that have aqua on them. It's really cool. Yay! Yeah, uh, they should have more gears Funko Pop. No date, but they're like you can pre register now. Yeah, it was get weird that they're Pop. like. Um, you get pre-order soon, and it was like, yeah. what does that, that like, mean? It, there is a thing on the App Store that you can like pre-register for it. But okay. I didn't look and see what the date was, but it's probably it, it is technically out already in like Australia and New Zealand, but that's kind of like where they usually like soft launch yeah. a bunch of mobile games initially. Anyways, uh, State of Decay Two Heartland, which is the expansion for State of Decay Two, is is out now. I couldn't tell you. I looked away. It, it there's like two characters and they're shooting some zombies, and then. Microsoft got into some necromancy. <laughs> yeah, they did. What the f***? This was wild. This game that we're about to talk about was literally taken out behind the barn and shot dead in 2013 in terms of an English release happening. Sega was like, nah, dog, we're not doing this. Nah. <laughs> Microsoft is going to be the exclusive home for Fantasy Star Online 2 in the West. Yep. What the f***? Something I never expected. Literally, like, if no one no one going into this year's press conferences was like, yeah, Fantasy Star Online 2, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Because it had been like... They, Sega had literally been like, yeah, we are we have no plans to do this. We are pretty much never going to put this out. And yeah. since then, they you know, they've done, like, the PS4 version. There's a Switch version. There's a bunch of different versions of this game out there, and they've continually updated it for the Japanese market and everything. And you, pretty much at this point, it was basically like either you gave up all hope on it ever coming out, or you did the thing where you patched it and kind of made it the English fan translation. Yeah. But somehow Microsoft did the thing. They literally conjured up the dead. And Fantasy Star Online 2 is coming to the Xbox One in spring 2020. 
Man, it's it's wild. It uh, was also... unexpected, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also announced another like MMO game coming called Crossfire X. It's like a Korean mobile game or MMO game apparently. That's coming in 2020. I hope they uh, do the right thing and uh, package that game with the uh, the Crossfire board game theme song. <laughs> crossfire. You'll get caught up in the crossfire. There that's you go. the whole time. The whole time they had it on there. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> that song. Yes. Uh, Bandai Namco uh, showed off the latest Tales of game, which has already been leaked the day or two prior, unfortunately. Uh, Tales of Arise, which looks really good. It looks really cool. Like it looks like no, like no other Tales game I've ever seen. Uh, that's coming out in twenty twenty. Uh, they showed a brief trailer for Borderlands 3, which is out September 13th. And then they also teased the Borderlands 2 DLC, which is out now. Uh, which, of course, like, Borderlands 2 is, like, free on Game Pass and on uh, PlayStation Plus right now. So, yeah, you can get it for free, and the DLC is also free as well. Uh, they also showed off Elden Ring, which was also got leaked. Uh, it is the game that From Software, um, the head of that, uh, Miyazaki and uh, George R.R. R. Martin are doing. Which we have no idea what anything is, really. Nope. Uh, that has no date, so basically get ready for a bunch of delays as George R. R. Martin doesn't know, doesn't know how to finish writing. No, he does not. Uh, following that, they dived right into a bunch of Project Scarlet stuff, which is their the title for their next console. They also talked about Project xCloud, I think is what it is. That's yeah. their, their streaming service, basically. But they also were like, hey, we are doing an actual console box. We are making an actual console for the next generation. Um, of course, like it's loading screens a lot. <laughs> yes, uh, they they talked kind of a little bit about it. It's kind of similar to when they first announced the uh, the Xbox One, and they were still calling it by its project name. And there's it's just like a bunch of the like the developers of the console talking about like what they find interesting about it. Um, a lot of stuff about like you know we're using solid state drives to reduce loading times. Um, one of the interesting things I, I I thought about what they were talking about and I, I didn't really hear this from when Sony first kind of started talking about like the next PlayStation was like, yeah, we're, we're kind of shooting for instead of like it being like a better graphically and everything, like we are shooting for better resolutions and higher frame rates. Yeah. Which is like, if that's the way that these new consoles go, it's like, it's not that big of a graphical bump. It's more like, you know, if you could do 8k, you can do it. But also if you want to play this game at 120 frames per second, go for it you can Have do that at it, buddy like that sounds like amazing especially considering you know consoles it's are pretty rad yeah it, it, consoles are usually are you know notorious for like it not every game on the the new the, the current generation consoles runs at 60 a lot of them still run at right. 30 and some of them struggle to even run at 30 so yep. the idea that like we could get up to 120 and make it feasible with like the 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 power of the the power of the hardware they have now, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, but yeah, they they announced basically like, hey, we're shooting for next year, holiday twenty twenty, for that to come out. Um, but basically, I would assume by next E three, we'll have a, a name and a date and all that pricing and everything. Whether or not yeah. they they get out ahead of that and already do that, but we will know all that stuff by then. And then to to close everything out, they they showed off Halo Infinite, <laughs> the latest in the Halo games. I don't know if this is part of that the, the quote unquote second trilogy that they they started with four or not. Um, obviously, you know that this is a game that's coming out next year as well. In terms, of it's going to be a console 
launch window type game. If that's what they're shooting for. But if what they were showing off is actually in engine and like legit, like that's that that stuff looked real good. It looked really great. It looked really good. Um, I still don't care, but it looked great. That Master Chief was hiding out in space, and he was like, hey, I'm floating, my dude. Yeah, he was just floating, and then they're like, oh, yeah, man, we lost everything. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to unplug myself and go fight. And... No, we got to fight. Like, they dude, played the Halo theme, and I was like, that, oh, man, the Halo theme's good. Like they, he, he just charged you up, buddy. Like He's the Master Chief. He's got to go get his lady friend who's like a bad AI now. Goodness. Whatever happened in five, I never played five. I'll say, I don't even. I know I didn't really like four, Halo. so. I haven't played a Halo since two. Reach is good. I've heard that. Reach is real good. I still haven't played a Halo since two. Yeah, I don't. I've never played really two, which is the weird thing. <laughs> I've played like one, three, three D ODST, Reach, four. Never really played two. Okay. There you go. Uh, but yeah, that was Microsoft. Yeah, it was Microsoft. They, they did okay. Up. Like, it was a pretty solid conference. Yeah, it, it was basically, you know, what you would expect from them. A bunch of games. Uh, they talked about their next generation stuff. And that's exactly what they did. A whole lot of the pass. Like, everything was like, it's going to be on this pass. <laughs> whole lot of game pass stuff. Uh, another interesting thing they talked about, like, after the press conference was over was that, like, they are essentially trying to future-proof the the new console by making it awesome. forward compatible with all of the games currently on the Xbox one. And also all of your accessories for the Xbox one. So controllers, um, headsets, all that sort of stuff would be able to use on the next console. Um, and basically they announced like the last slate of backwards compatibility stuff for the Xbox one. Cause they're like, we are basically taking that team and focusing them on making sure all like Xbox one stuff will be compatible going forward, which is incredibly smart. And like, that is a really cool thing to do. So yeah, uh, later that night we we saw the Bethesda, the apology tour. <laughs> yeah, Woof. yeah. They uh, they started things off by bringing Todd Howard out and him being like, "Whoo boy, man! You guys that really, happened. you guys really gave us a lot of criticism over the last year, huh?" Bless you, honey. Ugh, man, all these Yikes. death threats, huh? Uh, yeah, it was kind of like a very half-hearted apology, essentially. It was a very half-hearted. Yeah. Like, yeah, y'all didn't like this thing, but... But you're all super fans, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was, it was annoying. Uh, following that, they showed off Elder Scrolls Blades. They talked about, like, a new expansion coming to the mobile version, and also it is coming to Switch. It also yep. will be free on Switch. But, yeah, it's going to be a mobile game on Switch. That's coming out in fall 2019. Uh, they brought out the Fall 76 people. To talk about some new stuff. <laughs> uh, they're adding... NPCs! Literal, a literal bullet point of, hey, we're adding NPCs and dialogue options and characters and personality. It's like... Yikes. Like, people, hearing people scream <sighs> for NPCs was like the most wild thing I think I've ever heard. So, uh, Fallout 76 will be coming out of Alpha in Fall 2019. <laughs> And they also announced a battle royale mode, battle royale, which is like what fifty six players is it something it's not, like that? Not a lot. And also, one of the developers was like, boy, I love nukes. Yeah, also like, problematic. Jesus Christ, what are you doing, my dude? Please don't say you love nukes. Congratulations on not knowing the the lore of your series that you're working on. 
not only that, but like especially right now in the political climate we're in, right? like maybe, maybe don't say you love nukes. But yeah, like you clearly missed the entire point of Fallout, my look, guy. Look, when Hideo Kojima has a better understanding of nukes than you do, you've got and, some issues, my buddy. And this is a man who smokes invisible cigarettes. That's <laughs> true. Fake <laughs> cigarettes. Fake cigarettes, please. It was invisible. He's he's got he got gum candy. Did he have gum candy? I think I thought it was supposed to be like he had a fake cigarette or it was like a non-lit cigarette. He was just like had it in his mouth. Oh, I didn't see anything in his hand. I but either was... way, yeah. Like, that dude's <laughs> either like, way, when he dark. understands it better than this guy, True. who is a literal developer on this game, we have an issue. Because nukes was... are bad, my dudes. That was real bad. Real yeah, bad. It... I remember like him saying that and both of us being like, ooh, <laughs> yikes. Yeah, both of us just kind of cringed at that. We're like, oh, that's not something you should say ever, ever. Yeah. Uh, following that disaster of a train wreck we got some new stuff uh they showed off uh shinji mikami came out yeah and he's like what's up I'm, uh, i do some horror stuff uh he unveiled his new game ghostwire tokyo he also brought out like the creative director or i forget what her title was i forget also her name which is kind of which is bad but uh she was like the art director for okami um she's like like basically done a lot of the like art and direction on the evil within and a bunch of just mikami stuff in general but uh, yeah, she she basically kind of went through the gist of the game, and then they shot off a trailer of Ghostwire Tokyo. No date on that. Awesome. That game looks really cool. Like I'm really interested in that, especially because Mikami was like, or they were even talked about like, yeah, this isn't a survival horror survival horror game. And I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. I'm interested. <laughs> yep. You got to figure out what's normal and what's paranormal. <laughs> uh, Elder Scrolls Online got its its segment. They they put a cat in. They Kitty cat. It hissed um, at a dragon. It did hiss at a dragon. At what point did they have the thing that they like put dragons in everything? I don't know. Probably early on. They had like an influencer say that, and it was very weird. There's a lot of dragons. Don't worry. A lot of dragons. Uh, and then they're like, "Hey, we're making Commander Keen for mobile." Yeah, that was wild and <laughs> it's unexpected. Like, Whoa, <laughs> man. E3 2019, the the year that we're resurrecting all these dead franchises. Like Ice Climbers. Yeah. Commander <laughs> Keen, the new Ice Climbers. <laughs> Called it. Yep. Uh, so that's coming out to mobile. Apparently soft launching is what the, the word they use in summer 2019. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing. It's real weird. Yeah, it was... It was. They said Commander Keen, I think, like 10,000. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. They they shut off the Elder Scrolls card game, and it was a weird, very weird trail commercial about this dude who wanted to get horny about playing cards, and then let a dragon loose in the city and killed everyone. Yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. He was very. I don't very think weird. that's the way you you sell your 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 card game. That's kind of not really doing that well. I mean, to be fair, I guess it's better than having that guy out there last year. Like, go play me. I'll find you. I'll fight you. It's also better than saying you love nukes. Also very true. <laughs> so, you know, you got to take what you can get, I guess. I think this was also the time that P. Hines was like, like you, we love mobile games. And apparently I've seen a lot of people like try and push that back. It's like, come on, don't be me. You all play mobile games. Yeah. Stop lying to yourself. Yeah. School Idol Festival, game of the school, year. School Idol Festival, always <laughs> the ultimate mobile game. Uh, they shut off Rage 2 DLC, which includes cheat codes. Because yep. sure. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, there's just a bunch of new stuff to do in that game. Uh, and, here, and then we got the Wolfenstein segment. Yep. They showed off Wolfenstein Cyberpilot, kind of. Which briefly showed it. I'll say it when we get to Youngblood, but I have uh, th- I have opinions I have to yeah. talk about. Uh, that's that's coming out July 2019. That is their VR Wolfenstein game, and then Wolfenstein Youngblood. They showed off a little bit. They showed off a trailer, like more of a story-ish trailer. Mm-hmm. That is, of course, still coming July 26, 2019. Uh, so, um, the guy up there was like yelling a lot about like killing some Nazis. Yes, and like these super fans who were loud as heck for almost everything else in this were like super <laughs> quiet about killing Nazis, Yay. and I was like, of course. All right, I guess we're just not hyped about killing Nazis. Um, that's upsetting, but also they used Carpenter Brute in the trailer, and that was rad. But like, also, the, the that trailer apparently didn't do a good job of like actually sh- selling that game because apparently it's like it's like a teen romp of like the two uh, of BJ's twin teen daughters kind of just like going around and f- up. Well, that sounds awesome. That sounds really good. We should play that. We should totally play that. <laughs> I'd be into it, but yeah. um, yeah, it didn't do a good job of that. But also, it, like I said, as loud as the Bethesda group was, like for them yeah. to just like be silent about the Nazi thing, I was like, oof, oof, oof. big oof. Uh, Arcane Studios came out and they unveiled their latest game called Death Loop, which uh, which looks really interesting. Um, I think there's got a, there's a really cool like um grindhouse style to it well especially with like the the title treatment and all that sort of stuff and also it's really cool that like the main two characters of this are people of color yeah like not a lot not a lot of games are gonna you're gonna be seeing on the big stage are gonna show that off nope um but basically it's kind of seems like a game where you have like these two main characters who are trying to kill each other but like they keep like looping through time it's like you know it seems like the spiritual successor to looper looper it's a great movie um, but yeah, that, that seemed really cool. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. Too bad, no date. No date, yes, of course. Uh, and then they got into some weird tech part of like, here is uh, we are going to benefit or make streaming games much better with our new technology, Orion. You always want to see a game that has Orion in it because that makes it better. And it was like super bizarre. And it's like, what is this doing at E3? Like, none of these people in this audience gives a sh- about this because they've not even touched a streaming game at all and also yeah. like this isn't the place for this kind of thing i don't even remember this part of the press conference honestly yeah it was it was bizarre it was I very bizarre it. uh then they end with doom eternal which looks awesome god it looks so good that game looks so good it looks so good oh uh, november 22nd 2019 so hype! Thanksgiving's gonna be spent ripping, <laughs> ripping and tearing. Man, I I am very excited for that game. That game looks it it's honestly it is more of Doom. So yeah, of course, but also like they they look like they're doing enough like different things to it to where uh, it's a good just upgrade in general. Uh, the only di- the only downside uh, no snap map, snap map, snap map, snap map. I just like to say snap map. Uh, they're doing like a weird fighting game multiplayer mode, which is also surprising that they're bringing back their multiplayer mode since it was kind of not as well received the last time. But man, they got a good, they got a good looking story mode in there. I'm so excited. Doom. So excited. Uh, so yeah, that's that is very exciting. 
friggin' doom. Uh, that was it for Sunday. Yep. And we will go straight to Monday. And Monday afternoon, the Ubisoft press conference. Uh, they started off with a bunch of Assassin's Creed music, and it was just a, basically a, a advertisement for their touring orchestra tour that they're going to do. Touring was, orchestra tour. It was a pretty terrible way to open this, honestly. Yeah. Like, look, I've played a lot of Assassin's Creed games. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you a memorable piece of music from that series. Yeah, there probably I, is some. It's but not I very could distinctive. But sure, like game music tours are popular. Why not get your money in that? Yeah, sure. Uh, the big thing they they let off with was Watch Dogs Legion, which of course got leaked a little bit ago. So, kind of people knew what was happening going in. That that has a date, uh, March sixth, twenty twenty. And that game looks very ambitious. Yes. Um, I heard someone who went and saw that afterwards and talked about how basically that is the game they are selling. Wow. So if that thing, if, that, if the way they are describing it and how it works, and for those of you who didn't watch, uh, basically, uh, unlike the other Watch Dogs games, there's no basically set protagonist. You basically have the ability to, in, to recruit any, uh, any pedestrian character that you find in the world. And you can have them join your your quote quote unquote hashtag resistance. Um, and they'll all have like different abilities and stuff. So like you recruit someone, you'd be like, okay, I want you to be a, a fighter or a tech person or a stealth person or all this sort of stuff. You can have a big team of old grannies if you wanted to. That was like their big selling point, like the team of grannies. It was <laughs> Which pretty is like, sure. It was hilarious. <laughs> Um, it seems to be a little bit more of a serious tone than Watch Dogs 2, which is kind of a bummer, but, like... I mean, you say that, but then there's a team of grannies. It's true. Um, (laughs) but if they are able to pull off what they are pitching with their premise here, like, that sounds pretty dang interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see how it goes. We'll see if it, if they can pull it off. It's just, of course, the thing where like Ubi or Ubisoft came out prior to this, and like we we don't want to make games that have political messages. Or all of our games are apolitical. Uh, and it's like, a go f- yourself. B, no. No. C, even if you think that is how you're going to create these games, I can interpret anything in your game to be political because everything has political meaning, and that's just the way art works. So the idea that they're coming out and trying to, to say that is like, f*** off. Oh, it's so terrible. It's so stupid. Uh, following that, because that, yeah, uh, Rob McElhaney's like, hey, I'm making a TV show. It's wild. Like, he came out to the It's Always Sunny thing, and I was like, are they making It's Always Sunny video game? Like, what is happening? Man, they should make an Always Sunny game. How would you even do that? Just like, I don't know, it, but it would be really dumb. Make it chaotic all the time. Yes, <laughs> I'd play it. Uh, he's he is partnering with Ubisoft to make a new game, or not? No, sorry, not make a game. He's making a television series for Apple's television subscription service, where it's basically uh, there. It's a TV show about a game development studio who that is making an MMO, and basically he's like, yeah, I partnered with uh, Ubisoft basically because I needed to. I wanted to see like actually what it's like and not just like kind of just write stuff that wasn't true and all that sort of stuff, which is like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Do your thing, dog. Uh, he basically plays like an insufferable game developer, which <laughs> is hilarious. God, the image they put behind him of just like just praying pose and like just horrible attire is like, okay, yep. 
Sure. Um, also, the game is called Mythic Quest, and I kept reading as Mystic Quest, and I was yeah, like, oh, Mystic Quest. Quest. Uh, they showed a trailer for that, essentially, and like one of the things was like, they're supposed to show a trailer for the game, but it basically became a hype piece for the director, which is which is all right. It's a good good bit. Yeah. Um, I didn't recognize any of the other actors except for the dude who played Abed in Community. Yeah. He's in this. He is. Which I was like, okay, cool. That dude, good. That dude's good. Um. So yeah, I probably will never be able to watch it because I will not have Apple streaming service. But I feel like that's in probably good hands. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested at least. Yeah. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is doing a, something. I don't know if this is literally they're making a, a tiny little movie thing or if this is DLC for their game. It was very confusing. But they're doing something. That yep. game makes them a lot of money. So, of course. Uh, Adventure Time's coming to Brawlhalla. Which is weird because Adventure Time ended last year. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, why? But Money. Money, money, yeah. money, money, money. I mean, it makes sense, but at the same time, like, why Adventure Time? Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. So that's the thing. Uh, they unveiled, uh, they talked about Ghost Recon Break, bleh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, um, which I think also had kind of already gotten out. Uh, is a sequel to Ghost Recon Wildlands, so it's kind of in the same vein as that game. Uh, the dude who's like the main villain, who's an actor... Uh, came out and he brought a good doggo with him and the dog just like laid there at any time except for like when the crowd cheered he'd be like hmm, 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 what's this all right i'm going back <laughs> to sleep yep uh that game's coming out october 4th 2019 also there is also the terminators in this as well because <laughs> why not of course dun, 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 dun. can't wait can't wait for the terminator to be in every video game terminate love life school idol festival with the terminator <laughs> <laughs> an aqua cover of the Terminator theme. Oh my god. Uh, following that was their announcement of a new mobile game called Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, which is basically Tom Clancy's All-Stars. It's like all the, all the characters from your favorite Tom Clancy games. Like, this character from The Division. This character from Siege. Sam Fisher. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That has no date, but basically they're like pre-register now, so it's probably coming out relatively soon. Uh, Just Dance 2020 is coming. It's his 10th anniversary of Just Dance. Uh, that's coming out November 2019 for On everything. And also the Nintendo Wii. I believe. Which is, uh, which is, so, which is still good. I'm glad that the, the, the tradition continues of, of Just Dance coming out on the Wii. How I read something. How do you think it's going to still come out on the Wii? Uh, so this would be the 13th year that I think had been released on the Wii. I believe it is encroaching on... 14 years, which I think is the record held by the Atari 2600. So, wow. like, it, they, I know basically the kind of gist of this is is that, like, A, I think one of the recent games was, like, the best-selling copy was on the Wii. Like, I think 2018, the best-selling version was the Wii version. That's hilarious. A lot of people bought Wiis. That thing was very, very popular. Also, apparently, this is something I read. I don't I would assume this is true. Um, hospitals that like kind of like have like children's wards or they like, focus on like re rehabilitation and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of them bought Wii's. Oh, yeah. And that's a game that you can make and give to the hospitals and stuff. So I think it's like a big combination of all that. Makes but sense. yeah, Just Dance 2020 coming out to the Wii, which is just great. 
Uh, they showed off some For Honor DLC. Some more For Honor. Uh, mm-hmm. Rainbow Six Quarantine is coming out in early 2020. It seems to be like a return to form of Rainbow Six, which is interesting. They didn't really uh, discuss if that's like kind of a smaller downloadable thing or if it's like a full-blown game game. But interesting, they are going back to the old Rainbow Six formula after Siege has made them buckets of money. Uh, they just they talked about the Division 2 DLC. They're going outside of DC and then going to the Pentagon. Stuff. They're making a Division movie on Netflix. I think it stars like Jake Gyllenhaal. So, okay. Cool. Uh, they announced their subscription service. Uplay Plus is going to be 15 bucks a month. And you'll get access to all of their games. And all current games that are coming out will be available on the subscription service. So, welcome to the escape of every game company has a subscription service. <sighs> yeah. No thanks. Uh, and then they ended up with two new games. Uh, Roller Champions... There is no date for that, but there is a demo. The E3 demo is available on Uplay if you if you want to go download that, I think, for a limited time. Um, it seems to be kind of like a rollerball version of Rocket League, but, like, it looks pretty all right. Um, colorful characters, uh, the movement looked pretty all right. If that's actually legitimate or not, who knows. But uh, finally, rollerball making its return to video games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they uh, they ended with the latest game from the the newest game from the developers of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which was the last Assassin's Creed game. Uh, it's a an RPG entitled Gods and Monsters. Uh, supposedly, it's very like influenced by Breath of the Wild. Um, you can kind of tell with like the art style they were going for and everything. Yeah. Uh, that's coming out February twentieth, twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Which you, you if you notice a trend here, a lot of twenty twenty games this. And all that, and a lot of early 2020 stuff. Uh, and then, of course, uh, later in that night, taking over the spot of Sony was oof. your friends and mine at Square. Oof, oof, oof. And, of course, they let off with what they had discussed the previous night at their Final Fantasy concert, which turned out to be kind of bad, apparently. Oh, uh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, there's a lot to be said. There's a lot this. to be discussed. Uh, they announced a date. March 3rd, 2020. For part one. For the first first game, which apparently is going to have two Blu-ray discs full of content, 40 plus hours of just Midgar. 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 Which is like five hours in the original game. Yep. They're basically coming out and saying like, oh, we are, you know, all of the stuff that you saw, like these like brief moments that you saw in the first game, now we can fully flesh them out and expand upon them, which... Please God, no. <sighs> Also, Midgar is by far the least interesting part of that game. Totally. I feel like it's the one thing everyone remembers because it's like they got that far and then they're like, all right, good. I'm good. I, this this seems like such a terrible idea. Not not that the idea of like, hey, remaking Final Fantasy VII is a bad idea. The idea that they're like, hey, we need to expand upon all of these areas and make them super bombastic and larger than life and all this sort of stuff just seems like such a terrible idea because you're just painting yourself into a corner of like overwriting the game yes. where like you need to like oh everything needs to have this extended everything needs to have meaning now and that's not necessarily the case for everything like not every conversation is going to be meaningful not every conversation not every moment in a game is going to have the 
the same amount of weight to it you don't need to add a heavy amount of weight to every single live like little thing that happened in those first like five to six hours of final fantasy 7 but apparently you know once you put tetsu tetsuya namura on the on the case he just goes completely crazy and just doesn't understand what an editor is i sent you the gif um because he showed up on stage in like the shorts and like a t-shirt and like this weird haircut. It's the same the hello fellow kids. Yes. Um because it's literally him at this point. But um there are so many issues with what's going on with this and for one I I just had a text stream earlier with a friend who he sent me a thing that was like Square was saying like now that we have the assets down and everything um the process of making the game should go a lot faster and then what's his face um shoot which one k katase katase um katase is like oh yeah um we don't think that the process is going to go much faster than it has so far and i'm like also literally contradicting each other also he was literally coming out and saying today we have no idea how long this is going to be or how many parts we're going to do with this we have literally not not made that into concrete information yet and that's Which is bad. incredibly bad. Like it's going to run. Sorry, this is going to run into the part problem where you know it's releasing so late in the in this generation's console cycle, where eventually the later parts of this game, if they ever do come out, um, are going to go into the next generation consoles, and that's going to be mm-hmm. that's going to be problematic for people who are playing the original or the first episode now. Yeah. Or in twenty twenty when it comes out, um, it's it's this seems like an entire mess that they could have just replicated by just being like. What if we just remade Final Fantasy VII? So here's my problem. One of my problems, I should say. There are um, a lot of problems. Yes. Um, the idea that, like, oh, the original game was the first draft, and now we're making the the, the actual complete oh. version is a complete <laughs> But also, yeah. like, if you just remade Final Fantasy VII and made it in this graphical style and also just added in a few extra scenes here and there. Yeah. And like, just... make sure that the scene with Zack is very prevalent. Yes. Uh, and basically just made it so, like, you know, it was a good-looking version of that game. Like, you, you clean up the localization and all that sort of stuff. You do yeah. all, the, like, the, the good things to it, and then you put it out. I think me and you, we would be like, hey, the combat seems bad. Yeah. But other than that, we would be more interested in it than we are now. Yeah. Completely. Combat is still, of course, 15. We've, we've already talked about this at length. Yeah. Considering they've, they've discussed the story. Combat. Uh, they they talk about oh you can slow the slow the game down when you're going into tactics mode and trying to get spells and all that stuff and it's like that doesn't really help that just makes nope. it seem like a bad compromise for what you're trying to do still seems like real bad combat. Um, they've they, replaced the voice cast with yep. a bunch of B grade Hollywood actors. Yep. Which is, seems real bad and real of Square to do that when you already have established voice actors who have done these these characters for many many years well. now. Yes, exactly. Um, and another thing that's really irritated me, and I know I, I mentioned this to you, is that they've added in this scene with um, like the introduction of Aerith, where um, she has like this black smoky stuff flying around her, and she's like, "Oh, Cloud, please help me!" Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Okay, one, no, um, two, Aerith was like ready to freaking fight everything, like." People always think of her as, like, this damsel in distress, but it's like, no. Let's think about this for a minute. One, 
when Cloud was like, I'm going to leave her behind at her house because she can't take this. She follows him into like the most dangerous part of Midgar. I was like, let's go. What are you doing? Two, whenever she sees Tifa and they're going to Don Corneo's house and they have to figure out what the heck's happening with her. She's like, all right, cool. Let's go save her. Let's do this. Like, Aerith is a damsel in distress and she never has been like everything that she does is usually like by her own choice and like yeah she jokes about the whole bodyguard thing but like that's her flirting that's not her legit asking for a bodyguard so here's it, the problem with that uh, Tatsuya Namura is the director of this and he doesn't know how to write, write women characters he doesn't know how to write women characters and like they made it into this huge thing at the announcement like you guys want to see Tifa which apparently certain subsects of the internet are already mad about that design of Tifa because she's not she's not how she used to look. Her boobs aren't as big. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, they made it a point to like consistently show like that she's wearing shorts underneath her skirt because she's flipping so much and showing mm-hmm. like under her skirt. So I'm like, cool guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did. She's still busty, but they did reduce her a bit, make her look more like an actual person. They made her realistic looking. Yeah, she's a realistically busty person now, as opposed to having two watermelons bolted to her chest. Also, also Barrett is still a very bad racist-sounding... Boy. He is the epitome of a racist caricature. Like This is the type of thing where... You have never seen a black person in your life, and you think this is how a black person talks. Yes, um, um, it, it, it's bad. There was a good segment on, I think, the episode of Waypoint Radio that went up today, where Austin Walker talked about um, the the idea of Barrett and like how like that character is more universally liked by white people than black people, and yeah. like how his experience as a black person, like was with that character and how like all of his white friends would like quote Barrett quotes to him because that's how they thought black people talk and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and you know, of course one thing to, to, to go with that is that the localization was bad in terms of, they essentially of, made him Mr. They did. And then basically they continue that with this game where they basically give the, the, the actor who's doing the voice for him, the same direction of making him very Mr. T like um, mm-hmm. making him very quippy and also just sounding like the the most stereotypical black person you've ever met. Yes. Or the, the most stereotypical idea of a black person you've ever met, I should say. Yes. Um, it's, yeah, like that was, if you were coming into a remake, that's one of the key things you would think, man, we should really nail this down to not make Barrett seem like this huge racist caricature that has been prevalent throughout this entire game, or the the the, the idea of this game for 20 plus years. Nope, nope, they doubled down. Um, so that's problematic. Um, also it's very odd. Uh, this is not as much problematic as that, but, um, they have throughout the whole like first boss fight cloud and bear just like talking to each other. Very quippy, very barky. It's, and, and that is not cloud at that point in the game, period. He would not be interested. That boss fight seems to last like five hours when it was literally two minutes in the first game. That's how 15 combat works. It seems real bad. It's real terrible. Oh my god. But yeah, it, it the quips and everything were just very odd because that is not their relationship at that point. Like 
Cloud yeah. is ready to like get his money, be done with the job, and leave. And then he drinks. He drinks the eggs and chicken <laughs> store, or was the eggs and chips store? Yeah, the eggs and chips bar. Yeah, like that. I, they they did a very extended amount of or very extended look at Final Fantasy VII, which, to be fair, I think they did a good job of like, hey, this is what this game is. Yeah, we are showing you what this game is. And it's way better than what they did later on in this press conference. Uh, but, you know, giving this game a lot of time was very smart by them. Leading mm -hmm. off with it was pretty smart. Outside of that, I think this game looks like a f train wreck. And I'm not it at smart. all excited. Yeah, I I, I won't get it now. Like, I, I thought for a while. But after all of this train wreck, there's no way I'm yeah. getting it. it. It looks pretty. I love how they've redesigned Aerith. I think she looks fantastic. Also, they just like introduced Sephiroth's whole like fire scene really early in this. It's like you're trying to do this all in Midgar, but you have Sephiroth here. Like, what? What are you doing? And this is like to be fair, like this is coming from people who aren't like super Final Fantasy VII fans. Like we both appreciate that game. We like it. It's not our favorites in it's the not slightest. Like, I think that game does interesting things in the late game, but at the same time, like, this this seems like a disservice to that game. Yeah, it really does. And also, like, you want to reach people who aren't super fans. Yeah. And this is not the way to do it. Especially when you already had, like, Final Fantasy XV, and that's a very divisive game. Yeah. And you're basically like, hey, we're just taking the combat from that and putting it in this. <sighs> That doesn't seem like it's going to be a big help. This uh, is a cluster. F like that's yeah. the only way to describe this is it is an utter ridiculous cluster. F it really is. Ugh. Moving on wreck. from from that, uh, they showed off a trailer of Life is Strange too. The bunch mm -hmm. of people streaming it, getting emotional and stuff. It was very weird. But yeah, also, it was, it's like, it hey, all. play Life is Strange too, please. And you're which, like, hey, I you gotta look away because I uh, haven't I haven't beat the I last one. Played the, I haven't still haven't played th episode three. I, I really need to, but like. Life is Strange 2 is good. Like, people should play that game. It's really good. I'll play it when it all comes out. Yeah. Which, that'll be like December. Because yeah. the, the episode release dates of those have been not great. I'll uh, play it then. They showed a trailer for Octopath Traveler. It, it just got its, its Steam PC release. So, it's kind of just like, mm -hmm. hey, this is out on PC. Go yep. play that. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, the remaster. Yes. Uh, they showed off a trailer for that. They announced that it's coming to mobile as well. Uh, and that it's coming out 2019. No date. Yeah. So still basically kind of the same thing, very new, but they're like mobile. Uh, they're doing a remaster of The Last Remnant on Switch, which I think it's out elsewhere. Like I, I think this is out on PS4 and Xbox One already. Who asked for this? Because I, th this game was not well received. I, I looked at that trailer and immediately was like, oh, this is an Xbox 360 PS3 looking game. <laughs> it was, and but it wasn't even a popular one. Like it was not a well received game, period. People didn't like it. Well, now they can con people into buying it again. Yay. Uh, they showed off a bunch of Dragon Quest stuff. Dragon Quest Builders 2 coming out July 12, 2019. It is the sequel to Dragon Quest Builders. It's more building stuff. You could build a giant slime uh, with your friends. With some Goku looking. With yep, some Gokus. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S, the Switch port of Dragon Quest Eleven, coming fall twenty nineteen. They showed off that. Uh, it has a mode where you, I guess, you can switch between having like the the regular three D graphics and then make like it go into like mode. classic mode, which which that seems really cool. I yeah. think that's that's kind of a thing they did with uh ten mm -hmm. in Japan where they had like it was like the, there was a Switch version and a three D S version. Hmm. Or it was like it was one way you could kind of do that, but like I think the 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 3ds version had like a way where you could play it like all classic mode looking, and it seemed wow. really cool. 
Um, so yeah, that that's coming out. Uh, they they talked about the Square Enix Collective, which is like their indie game publishing and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and showed off two new games. Uh, one game called Circuit Superstars coming out next year, which that game looks pretty all right for a you know a RC program looking racing game. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was pretty cool looking. Uh, they also showed off Battalion 1944. That's at an early access now. It is World War Two Battlefield Light. Yep. Essentially, yeah. Uh, Square Enix music coming to streaming services. They showed a commercial for that because that's how they announced that. Uh, that very weird. Yeah. They showed off the trailer for the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC Remind, which they showed off at the, I think, like a Kingdom Hearts concert they did a little bit ago. <laughs> that's coming out uh, winter <laughs> this year or next year. They weren't really that. They weren't clear. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is getting a new expansion. Mm-hmm. Bunch of, there's gun blades in it now. Gunblades! Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is still a really good game, but I, you have to pay for it, so I don't play it. Yeah. And I, I never got any of the expansions, so I don't know how like, crazy it gets. Apparently it gets a lot better in the expansions than like the base game, but it's, it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, they should more Dying Light 2. Yeah. Uh, did they announce they're bringing over a couple of Saga games that never got English versions? Uh, Romancing Saga 3 coming out sometime, no date. Uh they announced it for the PlayStation Vita. The Vita! Which is rad. Uh, and then also Sarget, Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions. Again, no date. Um, that looked like a... I don't. I couldn't tell like what platform that originally came out on. Actually, uh-huh. I should look. Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions. So I was like, is that a PSP game? But it looks too good to be a PSP game. Um, all these are just like, hey, they have announced these games. <laughs> It's like cool, but I don't know what this game was originally from. Saga Scarlet Grace. Uh, I don't know if this is the actual game. Apparently, it was a Vita game. Okay. So maybe, so maybe it was a Vita game. Either way, it looked like a kind of a handheld game. Mm -hmm. Uh, So those are coming out. Uh, they announced War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave, Exvius is the new version of their of their mobile game. Yep. It's like a tactics looking game. There's like people you get to fight with and countries, and they have. There's one dude who can use visions, and that seems like a game changer. He should be winning the war. <laughs> I mean, it worked for uh, Shulk. It's true. I don't know if they put a date on that or not. Uh, Outriders is the new game from People Can Fly, the makers of Gears of War: Judgment and uh, Bulletstorm. It's coming out summer 2020. They didn't they didn't show a gameplay trailer. It literally was like, this is not gameplay. It's like, okay. This is not gameplay. All right. Uh, that's probably just going to be a shooty-shooty game because mm-hmm. that's what that team makes. Yep. Uh, Oninaki is the new Tokyo RPG Factory game. Uh, that's coming out August 22nd, 2019. It looked all right, but also apparently those Tokyo RPG Factory games are, are basically the equivalent of it's all right. Yeah. That's how I felt about them so far. And then they did a thing. Yeah. <laughs> They they literally started this with like, this is the thing you've all been waiting for. Yep. It's Final Fantasy Eight. Yes. Remaster Squall's Edition. No. <laughs> uh. So yeah, they are they are finally putting out Final Fantasy Eight on finally. on every platform imaginable, basically. Um, no real concrete details on like what that remaster entails. They they announced a little bit, basically kind of like some features of it, like you know you can you can play with like your HP and all that stuff at max, and 
like always like super speed mode kind of like the the, the stuff they've the encounters yeah this is stuff they've included in seven and nine um from the trailer alone you could see that they have kind of they've done some work to the in-game character models like they've touched them up like squall has like a, a real he's got a pretty face now He's super pretty. Like, he doesn't have his pixely face for, and he looks like the the great, the best looking guy here. The best looking guy here. He's re- he's finally gonna look like the best looking guy here. I know he is. Like um, he's insanely pretty. It's very weird. The FMV cutscenes apparently did not get touched up, which is yeah, yeah okay. They they didn't do that. Um, so I'm real curious to see if like this is more ba- if they base this off of the PC version that they put out because like that is that version. There's like version of Final Fantasy VIII that is available for PC. Yes, you can I know. buy it on Steam right now. Um. That has like a bunch of crazy modes that you can play it with. That's how I played it. Uh, but there are a couple of like caveats to that though. Like one of them is that like the the music they use in that version is terrible. Terrible. Like it's one of the things you have to mod and put in the original music. So I hope that's not the case with this. I really hope that's not the case with this because Final Fantasy VIII has yeah. a fantastic soundtrack. The best Final Fantasy soundtrack. Um, and I hope they put a bunch of like the the crazy crazy stuff that they the pc version has in terms of like letting you play like here's all the junction stuff here's all the draw stuff like you just you don't have to do this at all you just have it that'd be interesting you are invincible literally um and one thing that was odd for me is that like i i saw on twitter a lot of people are like oh i don't see a difference and i'm like have you played Fantasy eight lately because like <laughs> yeah oof, there's a big difference i feel like that's the case of a lot of people having not played final fantasy eight because granted you know it's hard it's a hard game to go back and play because it's not readily available right um but yeah like the, immediately like as someone who played it recently as well like i could tell like oh yeah those, those faces are a lot better they're a lot better a lot better so like that they have elite They've done the minimum work for it. It's ba- it's not like a huge, huge remaster in the vein of like the 10, 10, 2 remaster. No. This is more like the 7 and 9 remaster they've done. So it's kind of some work, but also it's kind of also the bare minimum they could do. Um, but, uh, Irving yeah. is super pretty. Like Irving's always been really pretty, but Irving's really pretty mm-hmm. now. Like really pretty. So yeah, I would be I'll very I'll be very curious to see to to hear if they ever kind of tell like how this all came about because you know the whole rumor was that why eight yeah why eight had never come out was they lost the source code so and then there was the rumor about eyes on me so i'm wondering like if that's there then obviously that wasn't the issue so yeah it's gonna be real interesting to see like to hear like how the the process of this came out if they ever talk about it yo Um, i'm so excited bike oh yeah yeah yeah. final fantasy final fantasy is great it's a great game it really is uh, and finally, we will. We'll, they're gonna. They're gonna finally do the the right edit and make Squall dead. Squall is dead version. No, fight can, me. Can you believe that this is gonna re? The, the seven's gonna come out and reignite all of the bad like fan theory and all that sort of stuff from from 1997, along with Neon Genesis Evangelion coming to Netflix. So it's gonna be 1997 all over again. Oh and then we're gonna loop back around and be in 1998, where people are gonna learn about Squall is dead for the first time. Do you see what I just did in this doc? I know, but like I am so excited to hear people to literally see people learn about the Squall's Dead theory for the very first time. Oh my god! Like I did, entire... and I was just like, "What?" There's an entire <laughs> website for it. There is. They should they should include a link to that website at the end credits of this game. Oh my god! But like, <laughs> between the fact that we're going to get like rehashed arguments between like Tifa and Aerith, uh, shipping wars, shipping wars, and like. This one we're gonna have Squall's dead theories. Like, just 
put a bullet in my brain. I just want to play Final Fantasy VIII and have fun. Everyone's going to have XXX Sephiroth and the white-haired dude from Evangelion names. <laughs> nice. It's going to... It, God. Every... Okay. You know, XX yeah. one winged angel, or but it's misspelled angle. <laughs> they always say time is cyclical, and it it's comes true. and comes and goes. What this is the the easiest proof of that. Those who do not uh, study the past are doomed to repeat the past. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and then of course they ended with Avengers, because that was the big thing they were going to show off. This was a f- bad presentation of this game. It was very bad, and I zoned out because I was like, "Five, I see it here, I'm done." You're like, "Yeah, you're good." Yeah. Um, the idea that you have to come out on stage and introduce who the Avengers are when it is the movie Avengers you are basically basing this game off of, even though you don't have the, the licenses to the or likenesses to the actors and everything, but like, this is the movie Avengers. It's Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow. I think that's right. Uh, yes. And who else? Thor. Yep. Poor Hawkeye. He got, Spider-Man. He got, Spider-Man's not in this. Oh, damn, Spider-Man. Yet. Um, but the idea that you have to come out and be like, here's Captain America. Here's Iron Man. And, like, introduce these people to, like, when these are... At this point, they the Marvel movies are. are iconic. It is one of the best-selling franchises in all it's of movies. It's not nerd culture anymore. It is, it is, it is culture. Period. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do this. People know who these characters are. And yeah. then, like... You show off the voice actors, which is like it's a it's a good voice cast. Not gonna not gonna deny that. But having them talk about, man, I really feel how like this is what it feels to to voice this this iconic character. It's like you don't really need to do that here. Nope. And then like they don't really show off. They show off like a cutscene, a, a, a bunch of cutscenes, like brief intermits of gameplay here and there. Like that, it's supposed to be gameplay. And then they don't even explain like what the game is. They're like. Uh, you're, you can be able to fight single player or with your friends. Um, also, this is a live game, so we're going to be adding in content here and there, and new characters and all that sort of stuff. So, like, is this a like a like a game where it's just like there's new stuff added in as terms of DLC? Is this a live game in the vein of Destiny and the Division and all those types of games? I honestly have no f- idea. No. F- clue and by the time this goes up i probably will have a clue of what this game is actually but the way they described this on this press conference was atrocious especially when outside of final fantasy 7 this is the big game people were tuning in for which you know i would give credit where credit is due to square making people making all the non-game fans who came who showed up for the the avenger stuff have to sit through a bunch of jrpgs and anime yeah top notch square good job yeah that was hilarious (laughs) but yeah like they really did a poor job of explaining what this game is especially when this is like this is their big game yeah and, 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 and to be fair for me like that version of the avengers not that interesting in my opinion hmm. Where where's my good boy spider-man um i i, I guess i wouldn't it's to say are talking about how like their playstation is getting a bunch of like exclusive content like if they try to include uh the the playstation game version of spider-man into this or something like that so maybe like do a thing of that nature but at the same time just did you just dunk your whole face i oh, agree no. max I'm max okay. buddy i agree you had the final word on avengers and i completely agree with you he's dunked his whole face in water that sounds like the max he, that's how he feels about the avengers he's like Bleh. <laughs> buddy anyway so that was that was square there we go. 
as Max goes and gets cleaned up. <laughs> so that leaves us with Nintendo, which going to Nintendo, yeah. everyone, it was it was a very weird. It's like, man, this has been a very strange show, which, which it still was. I'm not going to yeah, deny it that. It was still but very weird. It was almost like at this point it was Nintendo's to lose yeah. in terms of like the best showing. Um, they started off with new Smash content, which they had already, like, Sakurai had already come out and said, hey, we are showing off the, the next Smash DLC, or the, the next fighter for Smash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and similar to one of the leaks, uh, it is Drag- it is a bunch of Dragon Quest heroes, which Dragon Quest Heroes is a different game. That is the Fire, or that is the, the Musou game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is heroes from the Dragon Quest games. They are coming out summer 2019. It's a bunch of them. One of them is the dude from Bill 11, and then there's a bunch of other dudes. Yep. I don't know the other games. It's like, I think it's like once from 10, maybe from 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. I don't know. Bunch, Bunch of Dragon of Quest dudes. So those are the the latest uh, characters coming to Smash. Which, okay, sure. Yep. I don't have that much reverence for Dragon Quest because I haven't really played any of them outside the first one. So congratulations to all those Dragon Quest fans out there. You got you yeah. got yours. You got yours. You got, Good job. You got it. Uh, they showed off Dragon Quest Eleven S again. That, uh-huh. That's still coming to Switch. Yep. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh. A bunch of that. You're in a hotel. That boy comes back. Gooigi! Luigi! Luigi got the suck. <laughs> Luigi's got that suck. Um, he can now like beat the hell out of ghosts, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's just like, alright, you know what? I'm done being scared. Just plop plop plop. I'm like, alright, Luigi, like calm down, buddy. There's like some multiplayer mode where it's just kind of like you work together to clear rooms and stuff. Yeah. Which is okay. Um, uh, that looks like a Luigi's Mansion game. Luigi, uh, he, he, he dissolves in water. It's <laughs> really good. I'm glad they're bringing Luigi back. Um, I'm excited for this. I'm really excited. I love Luigi's Mansion, mm-hmm. and this one looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, up next, they showed a new game from Netflix. This is very strange. Uh, it's a very long title, so let me get all of it in here. Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance Tactics. It is a tactics Dark Crystal game. Which, like, a lot of people were, like, freaking out. And I'm like, I don't have the reverence for Dark Crystal because I've never seen it. Um, Dark Crystal is good. It's, it, it, you have to really be into Dark Crystal to think this is interesting. But also you have to be really mm-hmm. into tactics games. And I am into Dark Crystal, but not into tactics. So I was like, okay, cool. It exists. And then moved on with my Which life. Cl- clearly, I guess they're making a new Dark Crystal. But also, like, yeah, like, it's one of those things for me. Like, I, like cool that's cool for people who like this but like i have no reverence for this i've never seen this in my life i know what it is but it's like, it was one of those i think it was like too old for me by the time yeah like, i was, was a kid so just um, one of those things i just never got around to seeing i mean i'm glad for people who are into tactics games and also dark crystal sure. i like dark crystal but i don't like tactics games that much other yeah. than like the baby level fire emblem so <laughs> um you know good on you guys enjoy some tactics uh, they showed off uh, the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, the remake of that. It, it, it still has that that really nice art style. That's coming out September twentieth, which is a lot sooner than I think uh, a lot of people thought. It's a lot sooner than I um, thought. They're also doing like a dungeon creator mode in that. Yeah, like it's a Mario Maker, Zelda Maker. Yeah, that seems. It, one of the things like they didn't really talk about, but it was kind of in that uh, presentation uh, during that part was like there's a timer in the lower like bottom left hand corner. So like it seems like it would be kind of built for like build this course and see how fast you can get through it type of thing which that seems pretty interesting and i would assume like either they're gonna let you share dungeons online or like it would be easy to like go online and pit, like build dungeons that people have already made yeah because it's, it's gonna be a bunch of like set parts essentially so like that seems pretty interesting like that's a 
cool idea that they should they should do definitely um are you any more interested in that at all or are you still very lukewarm or not even lukewarm just like kind of eh, about it i'm i'm just still very like i love the art style i think the art style is really nice mm -hmm. but then like the more that i keep thinking about it like the more that I realize that Link's Awakening is one of my least favorite Zelda games of all time. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's true. We played the Oracle games. This is above the Oracle games. Okay, okay, okay. That's all that's all I was that's all I was making a fuss about. <laughs> yeah, no, the Oracle games are still rock bottom. I've never I've I've never I've I've played Link's Awakening. I've never beat it, I should say. Um, but yeah, so I don't really have a horse in the race. I just wanted to yeah, no. Um, I a further dunk on the on the Oracle games. I have it um, pre-ordered at the moment still, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm gonna get the amiibo because I like the style of it. It's a really cool art style. Um, I just I'm not excited about this, and I don't know. Like, <laughs> I understand that Link's Awakening is like one of the most popular Zelda games. I yeah, just yeah. after replaying it recently, I was like, oof, I don't like this that's fair it's completely fair i mean that's what happened with oracle too like we played the oracle mm -hmm. games it's like okay yeah i liked these a while back and they're replaying them they're not good do you think like th with this and with this in particular like it being kind of more open and, and outside like the realms of the game boy would help at all with the, in terms of the gameplay or do you think it's kind of still going to be shackled by that um mentality of the the original design of the the game boy version I, I feel like it is because Nintendo is more likely to stick directly to source material. Right. Um, and so, like, I feel like they're going to change the art style but leave basically everything else intact. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not in love with this game. Okay. So, sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm such a disappointment as a Zelda fan. Lies. He. Um. They announced a new Mana. Square came back. They announced a new Mana game, Trials mm -hmm. of Mana, coming out early 2020. And then they finally did the thing. They did the thing. They announced that uh, Seikon Densetsu collection coming to to the West. It is out now. Mm -hmm. Forty dollars, a bit much, but includes Final Fantasy Adventure, which is uh, the first uh, Mana game or Seikon Densetsu one. Secret of Mana, the original version, not the remake version. Uh, and then Seikon Densetsu 3, which they, they're also calling Trails of, Trails of Mana, which is confusing. Yeah. I don't know if that means that new game is also is just a remake of Seikon Densetsu 3. I hope not. I don't know. But yeah, they finally put that thing out. I'm good on them. Yeah. Um, Something they should have done a while back, but yeah, it's cool that they're doing that. I'm excited to see um, the, the new potential remake thing. I'm not sure what it is, but... Yeah. Um, I don't know. Secret of Mana remake was Garbo, so yeah. that's also a little concerning for me. You know, hey, good on Square Enix for like putting out a bunch of old games and like bringing out stuff that literally had never come out here before. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, uh, The Witcher Three is coming to Switch. Switcher Three. How is that going to work? That's a great question. Like the only reason I would want to see this version because I've I've played through all of it on PS4 already is to see how it performs. Considering yeah. like that game was kind of rough on the PS4. Um. And the Switch is a less powerful version of the PS4, so well, not. I mean, I've heard general. that like the only way to play these is like PC. Yeah, totally. Like that is that is the preferred way, place to play them. So, I I think that's gonna be interesting to see the performance of that. But like, um, sure, put all of the Witcher on on Switch. Cool. There's some good good stuff in that. 
The DLCs yeah. are pretty good. Naked people on Switch. I already saw the uh, the only screenshot I needed to see, which was the uh, the bathtub scene of the Witcher and his feet out with that PC yep. gamer uses in every Witcher 3 story. <laughs> it was a comparison <laughs> of the PC and the Switch version of those. Oh my god. I was like, yep, that's all you need. Amazing. Uh, they showed a brief trailer for Fire Emblem Three Houses coming July 26, 2019. Um, it's basically Fire Emblem Trails of Cold Steel. Uh, I'm still very upset that they still have like the really terrible um, outfit for the lady. Of course. What do you, it's a Fire Emblem game. I mean, like, Robin's wasn't bad. And um, also... Uh, but this is a series that has also had some questionable designs. Oh, yeah. Terrible. So. And um, also, like, some questionable story plots. Story plots? Story beats. Um, Same difference. What was the... Corin? Is that the other one? The one from the, the the three games? Yeah. I think so. Anyway, they both had, like, the exact same design, basically. And then this one, they're like, what if we have our belly button showing and cleavage and hot Look at my belly button. And also, like, these horrendous tights. And I was like, why? This is a terrible design. And now I want to play as her. And it's very upsetting. But what if you just play Trails of Cold Steel 3? Coming this September. Yeah, that's a good idea. That got announced over E3. What a good announcement. <laughs> uh, they showed a trailer for playing Resident Evil games in a spooky house. Yeah, but they only showed Resident Evil 1. When and it wasn't Beefy Chris. It wasn't Beefy Chris, but they did show Beefy Chris because Resident Evil 5 and Resident Evil 6 are coming. So that was a weird thing. Yeah. But also, hey, 5 and 6 are coming because, of, of course, they already put out all the other yeah, so why not? console RE games on there. So, yeah, sure. Put out 5 and 6. Yeah. We are going to be playing 5 soon. 6 yeah. is an alright game. 6 is Because all right you shouldn't game. take Resident Evil seriously because it's not a serious series. There you go. Uh, hey, Travis. Not serious series. Travis Touchdown has returned. What will we turn to say? No More Heroes 3 coming in 2020. Uh, yeah. I have never played a No More Heroes game, so... Uh, I like the first one, but um, I don't know. I haven't played it in a while, so I feel like it probably hasn't aged very well. Right. Um, and I didn't play two or whatever was on the Switch recently. Yeah, I I, I think that that Switch the new thing was kind of not well received. Maybe I, I maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's what I heard. Yeah. Um, I applaud Suda's uh, reliance to show a wrestling move in a trailer. <laughs> by having Travis Touchdown German Suplex guy. Also, he's doing like a story for Fire Pro, which I'm very interested in. Huh. Like that sounds real cool. Uh but yeah, uh, No More Heroes 3, 2020. Mm-hmm. Nothing real nothing really shown, just kinda like, hey, we're making this. Uh Konami's making a new game. Contra got weird. Contra got weird. Contra, Contra- Rogue Corpse. Contra got real weird. <laughs> September twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, which it's this is gonna become a trend as well. So September, a big month. Big month. Big month. Um, yeah, that was weird. Also, not the weirdest thing they would announce today. No. Here on Tuesday, which they're making a TurboGrafx sixteen mini. How yeah, did Konami that... get the license to the TurboGrafx sixteen? <laughs> I don't know. That's so weird. Uh, the only bummer is that like region, different regions get different things. So like the PC Engine mini, it has like uh, Rondo of Blood on it. And we don't get Rondo of Blood. Oh, which is terrible. But I mean, the, Rondo of Blood's already out on PS4, like the actual yeah, version. But, but that'd yeah, be funny. It would be. Um, hopefully, if they were smart, if they well, they would uh, they would do a, a tie-in with High Score Girl. 
That would be... And put that out around the same time that the the second season comes out. That'd be so smart. It would be. Um, uh, Shut off some more Damon X Machina. There's some mechs. Some mechs. Uh, I played that demo they put out a while back. It was it was fine. Not a whole lot of story, but like the combat seemed pretty all right. Mm-hmm. So that's coming out September 13th, 2019. Another September game. So our third one so far. Uh, they're making a Panzer Dragoon game. A reboot. Yeah, they Sega's are. Sega's not involved. Very odd. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, not sure if it's a remaster, reboot, or remake or what it's just a new panzer dragoon game coming in winter of this year next yep that's hmm, yeah that was a choice uh they talked a little bit about pokemon but of course they they had literally the pokemon direct so. they literally had that direct last week so it was basically kind of just a rehash of that um th- and then they were like hey do you have the pokeball plus thing you can put a pokemon in it it's that's basically the new you thing. can put a pokemon here yeah. have it go with you uh, they showed off some more Astral Chain. It's coming out comes out August thirtieth, twenty nineteen. That's also uh-huh. another game coming out pretty soon. Yes. Um, some more platinum games, more platinum, 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 platinum. I'm excited. That game looks cool. It looks really cool. It seems to be like a weird dual protagonist thing where they know of each other but don't. Yeah. It seems like the Persona Q two thing. Of the P three protagonist. Yeah, makes sense. Which I'm into. Uh. A new game called Empire of Sin. Uh-huh. It's like Mafia XCOM. <laughs> it, it it looked all right. I'm not like I said. I'm like you. I'm not a big tactics person, but like that thing looked okay. Uh, yeah. It's coming out spring 2020. Uh-huh. Uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance coming out July 19th, 2019. They talked about, um, I think some of the DLC they're adding, which is like Dark Forces, X Men, and Fantastic Four. Which is cool because like all when they initially showed that game off, they were like, um, here's a bunch of like just the movie characters and having that game not be tied to all the movie characters, like they show off a uh, Miles Morales' version of Spider Man and Spider Gwen's in there, um, is really good because like those first two Ultimate Alliance games are really, really good. And they were really helped by having just like a butt ton of characters that you could play as. So um it's good. Yeah, Max, I agree. I know you're <laughs> you're the big Marvel fan here. He is. He's also uh, standing on me. <laughs> Our second Legend of Zelda game was shown off. Uh, they showed off some more of Cadence of Hyrule. That is coming out. That will have already come out by the time you hear this, but coming out on June 13th, this Thursday. Um, that game still looks really cool. I know you are very tepid on it. Yeah, I'm still hesitant. Um, but I think, like, I think it... To me, the idea of this game is that it is a Legend of Zelda game, but you play it as if it was Crypt of the Necrodancer. And that the idea, like, it's not the same as the original game where it was a bunch of just, like, uh, roguelike dungeons that were just, like, randomly generated. This has its own overworld and everything like a Legend of Zelda game does and all that sort of stuff. So, like, set pass and everything, but it just has the combat stylings of Crypt of the Necrodancer. Um... I don't know if that's going to sway you in any way, but that's just how I picture it. But also, like, I'm I'm really interested to hear, like, all that music and all that shit. So, like, that seems real cool. Uh, I mean, I, I love music. Everybody knows that. You but... do. So, if, yeah. if, if anything, if you somehow, if you go into this game and, or you decide not to buy it or anything because you're just like, I don't know about this, it's probably going to have a dope soundtrack. That's true. So, there will at least be something for you. But, like, how much is it and how much am I going to be paying for the soundtrack? Uh, the game itself is 25 Okay. Which is a little bit much, but you know, 
it is a Legend of Zelda game. It is a Nintendo first party property. So yeah. you got to pay the Nintendo tax. Uh, they showed off the latest in the Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, uh, the Tokyo 2020 version. Why am I interested in playing this game? I don't know. It looked really cool. There <laughs> was a skateboarding it's park. Knuckles was there. There was a there was a skateboarding park. There was like karate. There was like all these Olympic sports you never see in an Olympic game. And I'm like, true. holy shit, this looks cool. Eggman beat Sonic in a in a race. <laughs> Villainy wins. That thing looked all right. So yeah, that's it. November 2019. Cool. Uh, they showed off the Animal Crossing. They did finally show off the Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing titled New Horizons is coming out March 20th, 2020. They did delay it. Um, the big reason for the delay is that they're like, hey, we don't want to have our developers go under crunch. Which is admirable and good. Which is really cool. Like, uh, new Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser apparently came out and said that today. Like, hey, we don't want to install a, uh, a system of crunch with our developers. That's why we are pushing this game back. I like it. Also... We forgot to mention how they started it with introducing Bowser. Oh yeah, they they introduced uh, Doug Bowser by having Bowser 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 come out, and he had a tie on. He's like, he "Hey everyone!" He was ready to start this. He was really excited, and then they're like, "Nah, wrong Bowser, buddy." He's like, "Oh." He's like, "Oh." They're uh, like, "Hi, I'm Doug Bowser." Animal Crossing looks real good. Um, graphically, it looks really impressive. Uh, you're on like a deserted island, and you have to like kind of fix it up. Tom Nook is there, and he brought one of his kids, and they're all very casual. Like, they're wearing just Hawaiian shirts. He's like, island life, baby. <laughs> I'm Tom Nook. <laughs> um, I saw a joke that somebody called it Danganronpa 2. <laughs> like, wow, I got a port <laughs> to the Switch. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, it made uh, me laugh a lot. There's a, it definitely seems like there's, like, a big expansion in terms of, like, you can, you're able to, like, uh, create and design like around your house now instead of just being able to do in your house um which is really interesting uh kind of similar to pocket camp but i think kind of more expanded upon than pocket camp ever really was um and the big thing they didn't show off in this but they showed off on the treehouse stream later on was that there's a lot there's a crafting system to this game cool so like you can hit trees and you'll get different types of wood and using depending on what you have you'll be able to make different things you can sell weed to tom nook's son it's true you can all the weed um the one weed uh you can also there's like a little like set challenges within the game as well like earn you miles apparently it's like nook miles it's a kind of they literally called it like something that's like an airline mileage system hmm. so like that's interesting but it's all a bunch of like, kind of little set goals like go pick up 10 weeds um craft five different items it's, it's like stuff like that um, so that, that's all seems really interesting and like a not something you would expect from an Animal Crossing game, but a smart improvement, especially for that series. Um, also, like there's going to be online multiplayer. You can have like different people. Like if you're playing it more locally, you can have different people live on your island and just have them bring them in whenever. Uh, and also just online is just like, hey, you want to have someone come over and help you do some stuff. That's how you do it. Friend. You just play like that. So like uh, it's, it is a bummer that game is coming out next year, but like it looks really, really good. But also very admirable that they're like, yeah, no crunch. Totally. It makes uh, me feel better about buying Nintendo games. They showed off a montage of a bunch of stuff that's coming out uh, this year or next. Um, the Spyro Trilogy coming out September 13th, 2019. Uh, there's a Hollow Knight expansion, which did not have a date. 
Uh, Nino Kuni, the first game. Uh, this is also getting a remaster on the PS4 and Xbox and PC. I would say uh, the P the Switch version is basically kind of the the vanilla basic version. Yo, yo, Mr. Drippy's back, dog. Mr. Drippy's coming back. I I will not play that game because I I played that game originally and it got real grindy at parts. Um, even though like it has a great look and everything, and Mr. Drippy's Mr. Drippy. Best yeah, new it character looks great. when that game came out. I just but, hated the game. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, but it's cool that game's coming back for people who hadn't played it and wanted to see that uh, Studio Ghibli uh, inspired designs and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, which already talked about. Elder Scrolls Blades, which already talked about. Uh, My Friend Pedro coming June 20th, 2019. Doom Eternal, The Sinking City coming out in fall 2019. Wolfenstein Youngblood, Dead by Daylight, September 24th, 2019. Alien Isolation, which is a, it's a bit of a surprise. Wow. Coming later 2019. Uh, Final Fantasy Chronicles, which talked about. Dragon Quest Builders 2. Uh, Stranger Things 3, the game, July 4th, 2019. I'm assuming that's the same day and date of the season? Season, yes. Okay. Like, who's going to play that when the season comes out that day? Come on, guys. Who's going to be playing that when it's the 4th of July? Everyone's favorite day. Uh, Everyone's going to be watching this instead. Uh, yeah. Hey, if they're all watching this and not shooting off fireworks, I'll be happy. Yeah, same. So, Loki. Uh, Just Dance 2020. Uh, Catan, June 20th, 2019. Yeah! Board games coming to the Switch. They already announced that a bunch of like board games were coming to the Switch, so that's cool. Uh, new Super Lucky's Tale coming in fall 2019. Dauntless, which is already kind of out, I think, on other consoles, coming out late 2019. Uh, and then Super Mario Maker 2 coming June 28th, 2019, which uh, the big Mario Maker 2 news was them coming out and announcing today on the Trio stream, we will be introducing an update later at some point where you <laughs> will be able to play with your friends in online multiplayer, which was... They announced that uh, like a week or two back that like, hey, we're not doing that because it would mess up ranked multiplayer, which was a, an incredibly stupid thing. Like it was a very Nintendo Nintendo like decision, but yeah, they course corrected very quickly because a lot of people were upset about that. So that so, means we get to play with together eventually, right? We will whenever that gets updated. So yeah, that's gonna be real fun. Cool. Uh, and then we went into the the final thing of this of this presentation. Uh, <laughs> They showed off some, they're like, we're going to go back to Smash, and here's a Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and King K. Rule hanging out in Donkey Kong's little treehouse he has in the first game. They're just hanging out, and they hear some rumbling outside, mm -hmm. which is very similar kind of to the King K. Rule reveal. Yes. And uh, they hear some rumbling, they hear a noise, and then a, a jiggy falls, goes, uh, goes by them. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, man, is, is that that, is that, that, bur that barren bird? Is that that, is that, that barren bird? And then it, it pans in, and it's Duck Hunt Dog. Yep, just laughing. <laughs> Which is really at... good. Oh, it was such a troll move. Which was, again, invoking the King K. Rule reveal where they trolled that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Duck Hunt Dog is just, like, laughing and everything, and then just sma gets smashed, and holy sh**, it's Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo they pulled oh, it off. I am so hype about this. Like, I'm probably one of the biggest Banjo-Kazooie fans you mm -hmm. will ever meet. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else is like that um that you know of but like i love banjo kazooie so seeing them like in their glory here i was like oh yeah and then we get like the spiral mountain um as a stage and we get the new songs and grant kirkhope is doing the songs for this yes they look really beautiful good. and like their their final smash is like the the giant jingo mm -hmm. it, it's fantastic i'm so excited you have like the the feather moves where like you have the protection shield where you like run at them you have um like the eggs 
It's awesome. I'm so really excited cool. about Banjo Kazooie. Uh, Banjo was obviously heavily rumored, of course. Yeah. Just because, just because Banjo's Nintendo been and... rumored since like true ages um, on this uh, on Smash. I think it, it picked up more steam probably like nowadays, just because Nintendo and Microsoft have a good working relationship. Like they're actually talking yeah. now. Um, yeah. A bunch of Microsoft people, like literally after the director, were like retweeting this and being like, "Yeah, we did this. This is really cool." That's which so is exciting. which is really neat to see. Yeah. Um, and just cool that like Rare gets to have like a character from one of their games back with the their old characters. Mm-hmm. And, just, and also wild to see Microsoft at the end of the credits for Smash now. Yeah. Which is just a long list of like how did they pull this off? It's wild. Smash Brothers Ultimate might be the the, the craziest game that has been ever been made. I could agree with that. Like it's it's it takes a lot of moving parts and a lot of negotiation yeah, to make what's happening. It really does. Like it's impressive. But so also the, uh, the banjo. So they cut back to one of the the talking heads and we're like, Banjo-Kazooie, huh? That's really cool. But you know, it's a really big announcement, but we have one more thing to show you, which, which, which I was like, you know, going, I was like, maybe this is the Metroid stuff because that had been rumored. Maybe this is them showing off Metroid Prime 4. Um, You get to see all these little green little floaty things. Uh, you see this big thing in the distance. You hear some weird, distorted, backward-sounding music. Mm-hmm. And then you see in the distance two characters that look like a Breath of the Wild-esque Link and Zelda. Mm-hmm. And then the camera pans in, and holy f*** is Link and Zelda. Zelda has short hair now. Zelda has short hair. They're adventuring together. Some f- weird horrific eldritch horror thing is 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 in this weird place they're in yeah link has weird arm shooting abilities something's taking over him a weird like ganon looking monster who Mm -hmm. like pops up from the dead and looks at them and also like you see like this weird shadow monster version of like maybe ganon or demise i can't tell kind of some like weird like twilight twilight princess type of imagery in there and then they end it with, hey, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is now in development. Mm-hmm. Holy f- I was screeching in my office. I'm oh. like, thank God my office mate is on vacation right now because that would have been really embarrassing. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. We, When we finished the Breath of the Wild podcast, we're like, you know what would be cool? If they had it where they would uh, like venture together afterwards, like that'd mm-hmm. be awesome. We would play that, and they are venturing together now. I haven't been this excited for a trailer reveal in a long time. This gave me like pure utter joy. It's insane. Like I was literally just like adrenaline rush for like the next hour afterwards, just being like, oh, I can't believe they're. F- making a, a sequel to one of the best games ever created yeah it was so exciting and like i kept thinking ocarina existed but majora was better which when that's gonna be a very ask. tall tale to make that this next game better but like them making their their version of majora's mask essentially is is super super cool I'm I'm excited because you can take a lot more risks with a game when you already have the assets and you can just kind of play around with it. So I'm like, what are they gonna do? And I'm so excited. And I'm saying this as I'm like laying under my Breath of the Wild blanket. <laughs> but um, I legit have not felt that like pure utter joy in a long time in terms of mm-hmm. like seeing a trailer. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, 
this is awesome. I was going through and I was like analyzing what was going on. I was trying to figure out what the song was. I still haven't figured it out, but um, like it, it's rad. And I'm so excited that Zelda is there and has short hair. And it's also kind of cute. I don't know if you noticed this, but um, Link has on like his, his Hylian um, gear underneath his champion's tunic. Mm-hmm. So like that red Hylian shirt you get like pretty early on. Yeah. He has that on underneath the tunic and I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's layering. <laughs> um, one of the things also they show off is like the, is the Hyrule Castle like getting bigger? It like um, blooped up. Yeah. So I like, like we talked about this, like it, they basically have the, the groundwork for this game already. Like the, all the assets, like the map and everything. So like I would not expect this game to be that far into like, or that take that long into development. Yeah. Considering all that stuff's there. Um, I've seen a lot of different like takes about this and like questions that I think are very interesting. Like how do you make the scale and grandeur of like exploration in, in this new game, the same as the old game when you've already seen everything. And you know, there's a lot of people who are saying like, or are thinking like, Oh, this is probably going to be a bunch of like underground stuff. Cause they're like what they showed and everything. So mm-hmm. like that could be one way to do that. And just like also just have new ways or new versions of what you've already seen. Kind of similar to like, what Charles Cold still two did. Um, well, or 10 two. Yes. Um, there's also the ideas of like is 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 some of the stuff like Twilight Princess related like legitimately like is this just like my idea was like what if they just completely destroy the timelines here or just make whatever they want which um, there are two things that I want to bring up here and mm-hmm. one is that um, a fangirl uh, who is amazing um, brought up like what if this is related to Skyward Sword because there's so many references to Skyward Sword in Breath of the Wild. Like, more than any other game, Skyward Sword has the most references. And she was saying, like, that spike that's in Skyward Sword, what if this is that? That's, like, holding everything down. What if it goes loose? Like, what is happening there? I was like, oh, that's an interesting theory. Um, The other thing that was brought up is Zelda in her diary mentions that as her and Link got closer that he opened up to her a bit more and that mm-hmm. they he started talking to her. Are they going to voice Link? That's a good question. I would almost say no. I I, I would think no. But um, I, considering like in Breath of the Wild he you could he had dialogue but it he was just dialogue. like choices and you would just have him you would just have him say what you wanted so i i would assume it's going to be kind of similar to that yeah and i was wondering like you know maybe he has a few like vocalizations of him like saying like affirmative things or like no or like more than just grunts and things mm-hmm. um but he's still mostly like a a silent yeah protagonist that you still choose options and all that but it's an interesting idea especially since she brought that up that they talked more. And also mm-hmm. like we still don't know does he have all of his memories and how does that work? True. We will that's that's answers we could definitely find out in this 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 thing. Um Oh, I'm so excited. Same. One theory that I, I I saw that I think would be very interesting is the idea of Link and Zelda going out and trying to fix the curse of Ganon, like trying to cure him. Yes, that's a really cool idea. Um another thing that I was thinking earlier is that if they decide to make Zelda playable here, uh, just, just no, 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 just listen. I know, I know. 
Um, if they decided to do that, I was like, you know, how would they even pull that off? Because they decided in Smash that she wasn't the fighting type. And so I was like, you know, what would they even have her do? And I was like, maybe she just like fights from behind the scenes with like technology. That could, Yeah, that could work. That's what she likes. Like I mean, she's into the whole like she could technology thing. So maybe she's like more of your tactician and works with the tech. We know that she can do tech and do like magic stuff. So like maybe a combination of the two in some sort of way. But I don't see her on like the front lines. And yeah, same. Like battle. But I think that like if you're going to incorporate her in any way, that would be a cool yeah. way to do it. I don't believe like as much as I would want it. I don't think with, with Nintendo's track history of this, I don't think you will see Zelda be playable in this game. Yeah, I mean that's their track history, and yes. I I agree with you. I'm saying though that if if yes, it yes, were yes, me, and that's how I were going <laughs> to make her playable, I would make her more of like a tactician tech. You just make fighter. her Fuka. Basically, yeah, she'd be like a support person, but mm -hmm. like she could do like, you know, um, like what what's the word I'm looking for? Like she could use the technology that she's learned from the Sheikah and like help link out in battle but also like be his support and say like hey you know maybe try this she is essentially your navi but not terrible true um i also like the idea of like what if this game in order to have you go back and explore everything is literally you you and zelda are going around and rebuilding everything rebuilding all of those you know relationships between the the civilizations rebuilding hyrule which like is kind of, of what we talked about when we finished Breath of the Wild. True, that, like, yeah. They would go out and adventure and like see how everything's mm -hmm. going and how to fix it. And you would have the same kind of feeling of 10-2 of like, what is the actual reaction of like after Calamity is gone? How mm -hmm. is everything going? What's the the political scene? Like what are what's happening culturally? Like how are people dealing and coping with the fact that this is this entire horrible scenario that was going on for hundred years is over now especially if the idea is what if you haven't completely gotten rid eradicated of it? it yeah yeah like there it's so like fun and refreshing that like from a 90 second trailer that just says hey we're making the sequel to the one to the one of the greatest games ever made mm -hmm. that we already have like so many like kind of running theories that literally could potentially possibly happen in this new game yeah and just like have all of this from you know a game that got criticized from a lot of people for not having a lot of story in it it's so exciting to me like it, it's yeah. legitimately i i like i said for one i screeched which is good that there was construction in my office because i was like all right good nobody's gonna hear me um i mean you but, saw my text messages to you which is just like repeated strands of like holy f holy f holy f it was buzzing and I had to, like, I had a meeting pretty soon afterwards. I had to, like, go for a walk and, like, figure everything out for a minute. I was like, this is the most excited I've been in a long time. And so, like, this in and of itself is just, like, this is E3. It, it annihilated everything else for me. Yeah, like, honestly, like, to get this kind of reaction out of me, it would have had to have been, like, this, a sequel to Garo Mark of the Wolves. Maybe like a sequel to Persona 4 Dancing All Night or yeah. something else to Persona 4 related. Um, I mean, I got Final Fantasy VIII, so that was my other one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like a remaster of like Metal Gear Solid 2 or something like that or like Stature. Like one of those types of things. 
yeah something like that and like it happened yeah it 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 happened it was awesome it's really it's it's really really cool like i'm so excited for it um yeah like i i think this is gonna be like a next year game i think yeah they're gonna have a quick turnaround on this they already have the assets it's already in development like it's it will not take them very long to make this because like that cutscene looked pretty done like pretty final in terms of like what you what that game would actually be mm-hmm. so like it's it's i'm really really curious about this especially like if boss design is like almost like from software looking-esque monsters or just like here are the horrors of hyrule that have been hidden deeply under the civilization for years and years um there's like you could get some interesting like shadow temple stuff like totally. going on in this that'd be super exciting <sighs> it's 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 very very intriguing i'm so excited so so, so excited <laughs> and i know game development's a little bit different than it was in like 2000 but like totally ocarina to majora was um like, like a year november 1998 to like april 2000 year and a half so yeah um, yeah. And also, you know, they Breath of the Wild came out in April or March 2017. So, like, they've had some time if they've been, if they, they kind of, like, you know, put that out and started development on this pretty soon after. Obviously, they did the DLCs and everything. But mm. um, if they had been, if they'd been working on this for quite some time, like, there's, you know, there is the possibility, like, this could come out next year. And we knew that they were hiring a while back. Yeah, you, you literally mentioned that last week in the, in our, in our preview Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's totally a thing. Like, I, I'm not going to say like, Hey, this is going to come out early next year. Like, I feel like this would be their big holiday thing. Holiday next year is what I'm guessing. I'm but, guessing but it's still. either going to be holiday next year or it's going to be around the same time that breath of the wild came out like spring of In 2021. Yep. Yeah. That, that's my guess. I don't think we're going to have to wait long for this. I don't either. Yo, they're making Breath of the Wild too. Holy! Oh, I'm so excited! Ah. <laughs> oh man! Max is um, just like, oh! <laughs> what sorry, are you guys. doing? It's okay, I'm sorry, I screeched. But that's gonna that's gonna do it. We did an E3. That's 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 the big like most of the big stuff. There's still gonna be some stuff coming out over the the rest of the week, um, just because that's how things go. Um, but yeah, that Cold Steel Three trailer, guys. Charles Cold Steel Three trailer. That that's also very good. It wasn't like it was just kind of thing NIS America put out, but like yeah, that the thing is real good. Watch it for the wild two. There's a bunch of good people in it. Yee. They made a scene specifically for me, so I'm very excited. They did. Um. So yeah, that is uh that is E3 2019 in a nutshell. So yeah, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna wrap this episode up then. We got a final meow. It's a big long one. Um, if you'd like more from us, go to seasonalmycheckup.com or sc.cool, where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Seasonal Checkup and Seasonal Checkup OVA. And you can find podcast columns and reviews on the side as well. I'm, it's, <laughs> it's late. It's late. Uh, you can find more from Anladium at anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, twittercom checkup. Shut up, train. Choo choo. Choo choo. Um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA if you're so inclined to do so. Next week, we're going to take, take a trip back in time mm-hmm. 
to the year 1999 mm-hmm. to a crazy, noisy, bizarre, bizarre town. Uh-huh. So look forward yeah. to that next week. I am. <laughs>